This podcast is sponsored by THX, a globally renowned brand focused on delivering premium entertainment experiences and is passionate about telling the stories of the creators behind great productions. Find out more at THX.com. Thank you, Johan, so much for taking the time to talk with me about Arrival. It's one of these films that I think seen it once is does not do it justice because there's so many things that you pick up on the second time. I mean, for you, now that the film's been out, what has it been like just to hear the audience's reaction to your work and, and what Denny has done with this film? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, very pleased that, that people uh, respond well to, uh, to the work and uh, very pleased that people, uh, you know, latch on to the... Uh, to to the role that the music plays in the in the in the uh, in the film and uh, so so it's it's always it's always very very nice when people you know you know notice uh, these elements and uh, it, it doesn't always happen yeah <laughs> it's quite, quite rare in fact uh, this project is kind of a you know a dream project for me in many, many ways yeah what was it like I mean uh, is it the case that you you studied language and literature in university uh, yeah well I mean what was <laughs> just knowing that that your background is centered in somewhat of the, the character kind of similar to Amy Adams. What was it like just to know that going into this project that one of your main characters is going to be coming from that focus? Did that have any influence on how you wanted to represent any of the... Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really... Um, that was one of the, one of the things that uh, drew me to, to the project, you know, was that these, these ideas about, about language and about how language affect view of the world and uh, or the, the this sort of hypothesis that 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 language can have an have an effect on the world and the universe and, and time you know mm-hmm. i was gonna ask i mean one of the one of the approaches which i really appreciate is that you're delivering music to to denny early on in production were you doing that with with denny in earlier films or is this something that's evolved over time as you guys have created a shorthand uh, no, it's something we've been doing from the from the beginning. Yeah. One of the amazing kind of things that came out of this early discovery, I guess, was your concept of the voice and obviously the 16-track tape loop. Tell me about just mm. the idea of discovering that aspect of some of the sounds for the soundtrack. What were some of the other directions and some of the things that you were you were searching after? What was inspiring you? Yeah, it's it's uh, you know when when you start work so early on a film, uh, you know you have to look for things. You know when you you don't have any images, you just have the script. And they were generous enough to share with me some um, concept, you know, art also, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so how you know, the way the ship looked like and uh, the uh, logograms, you know, the way the logograms look and um, and the, these sort of this beautiful circular kind of calligraphic look. And and this script and this this uh, you know the short story the book book is the the film is, is, is based on you know it's, it's full of very interesting ideas and and that in itself you know was just was just a wealth of inspiration you know and uh, there, were, there were so many so many avenues and so many sort of sort of approaches it's, uh, that suggested themselves you know it's it's a fairly unique film it's it's, it's not a not the type of film that comes very often out of Hollywood, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I'm fortunate enough to work with a director that, 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 you know, gives me a lot of freedom in this, in this initial phase of creating kind of a sound world, you know, and, and, and uh, in experimentation and in uh, research, really, you know, there's a long period of research where, I, where, I'm, where I'm basically look, looking for, for new sounds, looking for new textures and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and um, something that excites me and something that sort of makes me, so, so something that can, that can spark an idea or, or can spark a, a kind of a new, new direction. Yeah. You know? 
What, what do you surround yourself with when you're in the early kind of discovery phases of writing? What were some of the, the points of inspiration for you of things you wanted to incorporate or maybe wanted to omit? The main themes of, of language and communication were sort of immediately suggested using the, the, the human voice as, as, you know, one of the main elements. So, so that was something that, that was immediately apparent to me, you yeah. know, and, uh, and also uh, kind of uh, the central metaphor of the film really is, is the circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, both in, in one of the central metaphors and, and uh, you know, as represented in, in, in the, the alien's form of writing this, this logogram, uh, these uh, sort, of, sort of circular calligraphic logograms you know and and also also uh in in a in a way that i can't really describe without spoiling the film yeah sure no exactly yeah this is something that pe people have seen the film hopefully yeah yeah but but you know that, that that was also you know this this sort of circular um you know loop loop based mm -hmm. approach to to writing and i actually the first the very first recording session i made was with um with um, a 16 track uh, uh, analog tape recorder and a tape loop like a very old old-fashioned yeah. technique it's been used by used you know since the 50s or or even earlier and 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 uh, and and just using that to create uh, just, uh, just using that and the piano and the human voice just three very kind of familiar elements uh and and from the piano i i i, I basically recorded only the sustain mm -hmm. tone not the attack so so we created this sort of long, dense, and ever-changing, ever-variable uh, loop of piano drone, which doesn't really sound like piano. It right. sounds like some sort of stretched wire or something, you know. And uh, and then then uh, uh, my friend and frequent collaborator uh, Robert Aiki Aubrey Lowe um, came in and I gave him like a sequence of five notes to, to sing in, into over, over this loop you know into, into the in, into the, the tape loop and uh, you know he did some variation very variations of that and and uh, we ended up with this um, theme which was which was uh, really felt I mean in the studio when we were doing this it really felt like something special you know and we uh, I decided to do like a iPhone video of it and and send it to to, to Denny and uh, and he replied you know a moment later saying wow this is amazing you know you, you have to have to send this to me and uh, you know, right. send me a five, five minute version of this yeah yeah sure and this and this ended up being you know uh, one of the main main themes or one one of the themes in the film yeah how did you come into contact I guess with um with Paul Hillier with the, the theater of voice what did you know Paul and, and his work before? Yes, we 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 have uh, collaborated several times before, and uh, I've always been a very big big admirer of theirs. And uh, and we we've done one we, we did one 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 score before uh, for a Danish documentary, mm. which was uh, almost entirely a cappella. So there, there were there were only voices. Um, and. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, we uh, we've we've worked together on several projects, and they are they are they are amazing singers, and and Paul Hillier is really a fantastic conductor with such a vast knowledge of baroque music, ancient mm -hmm. music, and and of uh, contemporary music, and uh, they have uh, a really great command of uh, besides being you know having these beautiful voices, they they also have this great command of extended techniques and things like overtone singing and throat singing and, and, and harmonic singing, which we kind of explore. How big was that group, and like how much uh, layering did you end up doing once you after you did the recordings? 
Well, there were, I believe, uh, um, nine singers, uh, at mm -hmm. least nine or ten singers. And uh, there's a lot of layering of them. And I used also uh, several other singers. Uh, I mean, there's Robert, there's uh, Hildur Gunnadottir, uh, who is also a frequent collaborator. She, she uh, There's a lot of vocals from her in the, in the score. And uh, there's also, I also worked with, uh, or rather, uh, uh, worked with uh, with elements from uh, Joan La Barbara, who is uh, who's, who's this? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, with her work, but she's mm. this. Uh, she's a phenomenal, uh, legendary uh, avant-garde singer who who, who has um, uh, really uh, really amazingly uh, acrobatic mm. command and uh, and uh, virtuosic uh, command of these kind of strange avant-garde techniques, you know, and uh, there are elements of her her voice in, in the score as well. Did you find, and because of the early influence of your work coming in and delivering Denny with music, I mean, it seems the maybe it's the first 15 or so minutes of the film, it's incredibly quiet and quiet in a way that really l lets the audience lean in and pay attention to every kind of detail that, that you guys are feeding them. Was this the intent beforehand? Did you know that it was going to be this approach, or did that something evolve over the production? You know, there's, there's this, like, like I say, uh, then it gives me a lot of freedom to, to create material, you know. And then I, then when they start editing, when when Denny and Joe start editing, we have a lot of material. And then it's a, it's a process of, you know, uh, and there are spots when where you know Denny knows he needs music, and he uh, some of the material I've provided him, you know, already fits that those spots you know but then uh, there's there's this process of back and forth you know where go more sort of surgically into into these um, ideas and so it, it's it's very different to to writing to a film that is almost you know complete right. and I've, I've i've done that uh, many times you know like writing writing a score to a film that 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 is you know 95 percent there mm -hmm. you know but with any it's, it's it's always a process of discovery a process of search you know process of you know looking looking for for you know looking for the film you know in in, in the edit and and looking and, and he has he has a vision you know he has a strong vision but he also uh has a lot of faith in his uh, you know collaborators and 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 he's very very good at choosing collaborators that that you know have similar sensibilities to him and so it it, it feels like it's really you know for example you know i'm uh, I will, I will send I will send them a cue and uh, which I uh, wrote to a, to a certain scene and um, and they will end up saying uh, they they come back with a comment saying you know oh, we feel this is a this is in the right right direction but it but it feels it needs a little bit more of you know uh, more movement or more more uh, you know um, uh, it, it feels too too cluttered or something like that, and then they'll put it in, in another scene, you know, where it fits perfectly, you know, and uh, you know, it's 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 really uh, very much a back and forth process. Yeah, I guess for you also, you know, something that you appreciate and something that, that I greatly appreciate is the fact of when you release your soundtrack, you're in a way not reimagining, but you're just reapproaching that listening experience. For this project, how do you describe putting together the soundtrack for this film? Yeah, yeah, that was also, um, you know, you get the opportunity to maybe highlight certain ideas that uh, there wasn't space for in the uh, in the actual in the actual uh, score, and uh, and you get to sort of um, think differently. You know, I, I I tried to with all my films film score albums, I tried to make 
an album that works as a listening experience, you know. And uh, for me, it's it's not so important to be super faithful to what what is what to to, to be like, uh, you know, exactly what is in the film, you know. And uh, of course, it's it's 99% the same. Mm -hmm. But but there are sometimes uh, you know themes that have that haven't been used, for example, and. Uh, sometimes elements in a theme that that we that we had to kind of t take out because they were clashing with dialogue or something like that i think i think a score album has its own laws and mm -hmm. and you know it's, it's it's a different medium and and uh, and and it's something i really like to spend time on playing with and creating as something that that hopefully works on its own yeah i guess for you when you're not working how do you i mean the question i guess is kind of how do you listen but how do you listen Subjectively, I mean, how, what's your relationship with music when you're not working? Can you kind of change your role and relationship? Can you just be an, an admirer of other people's work, or is it always you're always critically listening? Uh, no, I, I I I love going to going to concerts and being surprised by people, and um, I I, very, I, ha I have very little time to do yeah. so, and uh, but but. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know I'm I'm uh, I love hearing hearing new new music that 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 is some somehow exciting and interesting you know and, but also old music I'm I'm constantly discovering old older composers older like strange experimental music from the 70s and uh, the 80s or, or, or whatever and uh, you know, this is always fun this is always a it's like it's kind of what I do you know when I when I'm at home and when I relax I tend to read rather than listen to music yeah sure or watch a, watch a film or watch a, watch, a, watch a series or something but i do i do spend time listening to to to, to music and i'm um, uh i'm always very uh very excited to to hear something that's genuinely original yeah because how much influence did you have growing up and i mean being that not only did you grow up in iceland but I, there's a, an incredible history of musicians and music that's come from there, what was that like for you growing up? And now looking back on it, it was a great, it was a great place to develop as a as a composer and uh, uh, as a, and as a musician because it, it was a really great scene for for, for music and, and still is and, and and it's not very kind of career oriented, you know, because there were there were you know nobody had a career in music. You know? Right, it was the idea of having a career in music was distant, so, so people just did whatever they want, what whatever they wanted to do, you know, and and it was just for the sheer fun of it. Also. Because of the size, because it's so small, you know, there was a lot of dialogue between different scenes, you know, and it's not the countries I've, I've I have the most experience of, which is like uh, Germany and Denmark. There's a very kind of strict uh, separation between like the classical scene and other music scenes, you know, and and the, and, and the you know there's a jazz scene and blah blah blah. You yeah. Know. In Iceland, that that is much less uh, apparent and much less of a thing. And um, so, you know, there were the, these possibilities to create these interesting hybrids and to experiment, you know, working with people. I had this project with two other uh, great friends of mine, musicians, uh, called uh, Kitchen Motors. The mission was to brainstorm different collaborations between musicians from very different backgrounds, you mm. know. So, you know, a classical player, a black metal singer, and uh, <laughs> some guy doing, you know, hardcore techno in his bedroom, you know, and, and, and everyone was up for it, you know, it, it was like, uh, it was just a matter of calling people up and saying, hey, we're doing this project, are you interested? Mm. 
and, and that's maybe because of the size of the it's a small community and everyone is accessible in a way you know and uh, this would be harder you know in a, in a in a bigger city i think you know maybe not now because the atmosphere has changed and uh, music is more eclectic now you know in the year 2000 when we were doing this it certainly was and also something that you're doing i guess in december and going into the new year here is touring your album the uh, is it or- orphe is that how you pronounce it Orfe, Orfe, yeah, Orfe. Yeah. Well, tell me about that. I mean, how is it to go from a feature film score and that whole production cycle into a live tour performance? What's different for you? Well, it's 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 a it's a nice change of pace, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We did a U.S. tour uh, uh, a few months ago, and. Uh, uh, just just a few dates and uh, it went really well. It was it was a, re- a new lineup mm-hmm. uh, and a new kind of. Uh, uh, I haven't really done a, a real tour uh, for almost ten years, so it, it was something that I I was very excited about doing again. Approaching like older material with new ears and new orchestrations and and presenting the new solo album live and uh, and in in different ways. But that's. But that's all music from my solo uh, right. uh, albums. There's no film music in that. Tour. Yeah, I guess for you, when you separate the two roles and responsibilities you have of doing your own solo album, how often do you have the opportunity to crossing of the two worlds? Do, do you really make sure that they are separate creatively? No, no, and <laughs> they're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because you know, I, I am writing film music. You know, because uh, pe- filmmakers approach yeah. me. After after they heard my my solo albums, you know, and uh, not because I set out to be a film, film music composer, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I I don't want to be a full time full music full music composer, you know. I I want to work with interesting directors who are doing strong work, and uh, and I'm lucky enough to to be able to do that, and been doing that for quite a while, you know. I've I've always even even when I was doing smaller films, you know, like in in Denmark, you know, I was I was working with. You know, amazing filmmakers. You know, and it's on on. But but you know, that's, that's the nature of uh, of the world is that the reach of those films is so much smaller than you know. Right. As soon as you do, so as soon as you do a Hollywood film, you know, you the the reach is just so much so much greater. You know, so, uh, you know, I worked with some amazing directors in, in Denmark who were doing these mm-hmm. you know wonderful documentaries and. And was able to do, uh, you know, some 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 work that I'm really proud proud of with them. And um, but uh, yeah, the ratio sort of between solo work and and film work is. The, I, I try to keep it at sort of fifty fifty, you know. And but it's always but it's always there's a kind of a, like a strange overlap mm-hmm. also because I'm I'm making films myself also and and I, I made I made a, f- a short film called End of Summer mm-hmm. uh, came out last year and I'm I'm working on a on a feature as well which will be re- released uh, next year and uh, it all gets blurred you yeah know? and and uh, I'm not interested in really in any kind of um, you know barriers or or, or deli- you know delineations between genres or you know I, I I try to focus on things that I find interesting that that I, that I you know kind of projects that uh, excite me in some way. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I guess for people who are interested in keeping in touch and finding out about more of your music that's coming out this year in your tour, uh, they can visit johanjohansen.com. And uh, thank you so much for spending the time today to talk with me. 
Thanks for calling, and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my chat with composer Johan Johansson. You can hear more conversations with sound designers, composers, and directors on the Soundworks Collection podcast on iTunes and streaming online at soundworkscollection.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, THX, a globally renowned brand focused on delivering premium entertainment experiences and is passionate about telling the stories of the creators behind great productions. Find out more at THX.com.